welcome back to another episode of Hidden Health. In today's episode, I will be talking about an issue that has plagued healthcare across the world for years, provider burnout. So what exactly is provider burnout? To just set the stage, let's go over some basic statistics. According to the National Academies of Medicine, between 35 and 54% of U.S. nurses and physicians present signs of heavy burnout. The range is even higher for medical students and resident physicians, with 45 to 60% experiencing some form of burnout in their careers. Not to mention, the COVID-19 pandemic only worsened the statistic, with more than 50% of healthcare workers reporting signs of anxiety, depression, PTSD, and other mental health conditions that can severely impair the quality of care that is delivered. Simply put, provider burnout is a chronic, long-term stress reaction and response that manifests itself through various different ways. Emotional exhaustion as a result of provider burnout can cause dwindling levels of empathy for patients and even create negative attitudes towards them. And just as concerning, provider burnout can result in decreased personal achievement and instill pronounced feelings of imposter syndrome among healthcare workers. Physician burnout manifests itself under the three broad symptoms previously mentioned. Emotional exhaustion is shown through many aspects of a healthcare worker's day-to-day activities. Visibly tired and drained, professional demeanor will gradually be replaced by irritable and ill-tempered behavior. More importantly, forgetfulness and inattentiveness increase, thereby increasing the risk of poorer healthcare decisions and judgment calls made by providers. This kind of stress can also have a physiological impact. Prolonged emotional and physical exhaustion can definitely compromise immune defenses, causing higher frequencies of illness and other more serious chronic conditions. Depersonalization is likely to have the most detrimental impacts on the provider-patient interaction. This aspect of provider burnout can lead to cynicism and detachment from the provider resulting in a fragmented relationship between the patient and the provider that can lead to poorer care. Over time, providers can isolate themselves from their peers and may take out these attitudes on patients, further damaging their trust. Social and professional interaction amongst providers can become a burden, leading to a dysfunctional healthcare system without proper collaboration. Finally, a lack of personal accomplishment can attack a provider's well-being from within. This can foster a lack of motivation and thus an inability to make proper healthcare decisions. Care begins to deteriorate and providers lose the drive to further their career and better their practice. Now that we've discussed how provider burnout can manifest itself, let's go into some of its main contributors. Broad factors include the decrease in independence due to a highly bureaucratic system laced with rules and regulations, feelings of powerlessness from patients with complicated social determinants of health, and the ever-growing overlap between technology and medicine. Nowadays, healthcare, especially in the United States, has grown into a field which has become increasingly involved with technology and information processing. This in turn leaves less and less autonomy for the provider. They have to follow more meticulously laid out rules and regulations, which further detract from the time spent caring for patients based solely on their own judgment. 
insurance companies drive treatment plans for patients, and as a result, the provider has to seemingly adjust their own care in order to follow company policy and direction. The rise of the electronic health record has put patient care more in the hands of a computer than an actual provider. The EHR, which is targeted more towards facilitating insurance and billing rather than patient care, essentially functions as a filter between the patient and provider. Care decisions are morphed so they fit the EHR rather than the other way around. While the technology itself may make documentation of patient visits easier, it ultimately adds to the provider's workload even more. According to an article published in the Texas Heart Institute Journal, a study involved in ambulatory care in four different specialties, including family medicine, internal medicine, cardiology, and orthopedics in four states, physicians were found to spend nearly two additional hours documenting for every hour they spent with patients. They also spent an additional one to two hours working from home just to keep up. Another study involved 142 family medicine physicians in Wisconsin who spent nearly six hours, equivalent to half their workday, documenting in the EHR. Healthcare careers entail extreme levels of resilience, dedication, and grit. While they promise better care for their patients, these careers do so by eating away from the health of their providers. Unreasonably long and intense working hours and the lack of sleep that results from it, dealing with sick and dying patients with whom providers often form meaningful connections with, and finally coping with the pressures of life outside the hospital. Many of these causes stem from issues inherent within the training models for healthcare careers. Long working hours and little sleep to compensate are, according to numerous studies, expected across trainees, essentially creating the sense that if you learn to adopt to these conditions, you'll be fine. For instance, resident physicians can work up to 80 hours per week, with some surgical specialties working twice that amount. This is considered normal for veterans in the field. However, working periods like these have been a root cause for severe burnout over the years. Something else that is often expected is the ability to cope with sick and dying patients. Trainees are sometimes not formally taught how to respond to these kinds of patients, and thus the impact of a dying patient or being diagnosed with a serious illness can be far more devastating. Worse yet, healthcare trainees go through all these aspects of the field whilst juggling their own personal struggles. Many providers in training are married and some even have children. Managing personal relationships, children, as well as financial issues make this period during their training some of the most grueling years of their lives, and it does little to nothing in reducing burnout. All of the causes that I mentioned earlier can lead to burnout, which can then manifest into more serious complications. Depression and distress can significantly impair a provider's judgment and decision-making skills, causing a dangerous loss of professionalism. Providers may be too afraid to seek out help for themselves additionally. If pushed too far, burnout can cause providers to quit, or if they're still in training, drop out. Not only does this leave them without a stable career choice afterward, the financial and personal resources put in to make it this far into the field will have definitely gone to waste. 
It is estimated that drug and alcohol addiction among physicians is 30 to 100 times more common than in the general population. Many providers may turn to drugs and alcohol as coping mechanisms for their burnout. However, just a small fraction of these providers actually seek formal help and attention. Worst of all, chronic and prolonged burnout can eventually lead to suicide amongst healthcare providers. It is estimated that suicide rates among physicians is roughly 2.5 times that of the general population and three times the general population for medical students. Personal dissatisfaction and stress is known to be the main cause of suicide. Mitigated. Having access to close family and friends can help create a robust support system. Peers that are in similar stages of life have shown to be the most effective forms of support for providers in training and beyond. Additionally, having a safe and positive learning environment in which providers train and practice is also a major factor that can avoid provider burnout and depression. Workplace shaming and mistreatment of providers in training has shown to be a large reason for why many of them become distressed, lose motivation, and eventually quit their profession. Prevention programs for provider burnout also play a vital role in ensuring provider health and quality of care. Retreats, picnics, relaxation skills, or other social events that take the mind off of the healthcare environment can be effective ways for students to connect with one another, build long-lasting social relationships, and finally avoid the onset of provider burnout from way early on in their training. Recognizing and being able to manage a healthy work-life balance can mitigate the effects of provider burnout and help providers give quality health care whilst taking care of their own health. Finally, readjustments to healthcare training programs are definitely a must when it comes to helping prevent provider burnout. If not shorter working hours, a redirection of what those working hours entail is essential. Many resident physicians who work immensely long hours report that many of these hours are not useful to their growth and training. Instead, redirecting these hours to more quality training can help eradicate the onset of burnout. At the end of the day, training programs and environments that prioritize providers' mental and physical health just as much as patient health are the key to success in healthcare and the end of this vicious cycle. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hidden Health, and I really hope you enjoyed the segment and learned something new. The sources for this episode are in the description, and we'd love to hear any suggestions that you all have. You can reach out to us on Instagram at Hidden Health Podcast. See you next time.